Al Anderson Afternoons, the podcast. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Coming up, Winnipeg drummer Brent Fitz, who's in Brazil right now on tour with Slash, talks about being too sick to perform after Cher canceled her Winnipeg concert. Bruce Galbraith, the coordinator of the RM of Rosser Rural Crime Watch program, after the release of a federal report on rural crime. And they're bringing back new coke because of Stranger Things on Netflix. What would you like to see brought back? Please rate the podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast. And now, the podcast. When I got up this morning and heard on the start that the Share show had been canceled last night, I thought... It'll be kind of interesting to talk to an artist about what it's like. You know, you love going on stage, you love performing, but you just can't do it. You're sick. How sick is, you know, sick enough not to play, not to perform? So I uh, tried to track down Brent Fitz because he is on tour right now with Slash. And I was able to reach him on Twitter and uh, actually uh, tweeted back and forth, direct messaged each other. And uh, Brent Fitz joins us on the phone right now. Good afternoon, Brent. Hey, how are you doing? From Brazil. I was going to say, where are you? Brazil. Wow. How's the tour going? It's great. Yeah, we've been down here a couple of weeks. We're doing like most of Latin America, South America. And um, uh, it's been great. It's been grueling. Um, I, I won't be home until uh, I think late july or something but we're, we're coming to winnipeg on uh, the 23rd i know so this tour actually rolls through uh, at the bert so i can't wait to uh to be in the hometown and play for the hometown crowd yes uh, we can't wait to have you here hopefully you're feeling okay that's why i wanted to have you on today because Cher canceled her show last night and i thought you know she's 73 it must really suck to be a performer and not feel well and not be able to go out and do what you love to do well yeah, I mean, just like anyone, you know, you have sometimes an illness that doesn't make you feel great. and You know, you still go to work and might take some cold medicine or, you know, it just sort of it's just the reality of, you know, nobody's invincible. And uh, I don't know what the details are. I did notice on Twitter a few people had commented that, you know, she had canceled a show in Winnipeg. But, you know, if it's Winnipeg or L.A. or something, you know, that unfortunately it happened in Winnipeg and uh and I'm I'm sure there's a a good reason, and uh, I hope I hope she gets better. But yeah, I mean it's it's just unfortunate that um, you know a singer, especially um, I can get through a show if I've if I'm sick, even if I've had the flu. I've played gigs where I'm you know I'm ready to like you know die behind the drum kit, and you just kind of power through. And if the audience is having a good time, you know you don't want to let people down. And and that's a, the unfortunate thing about the the performer side of you that doesn't want to let the the crowd down. And and, uh, so if there's a a whole arena full of people that are there to see you and, you know, I bet I'm sure Cher feels pretty, pretty awful if you have to cancel a show. And uh, anyway, so um, yeah, I hope she gets, uh, she gets better. And I I don't know, are they going to reschedule or what's the, What's the plan? Yeah, apparently they're going to come up with a, a date and, and reschedule. But, you know, she's 73, and, and you know a lot of these artists that have been around for a long time, too. I mean, it's one thing when you're a young guy like you, Brent, you know, and you get sick, and like you said, you power through it. Or, uh, But when you're 73, I mean, it, it amazes me that she is still getting up on stage. Yeah, and don't forget, she has a residency in Vegas, too. 
So it's almost like she's doubling up um, at this stage. And it's, it's really impressive. I got to say, like I'm almost 50 uh, and, you know, and as a drummer, it's a very physical, you know, job to, you know, I'm using every limb, you know, nightly performing, but it's a, it's a different thing for a singer and everyone has to understand singers are using that, those, you know, it's vocally a very, you know, it's like, you can't really, (laughs) they use steroids and stuff to get singers through, unfortunately, sometimes. And in sports and medicine, you know, there's players that get injured and I'm sure there's some players in the NHL right now that are pretty hurting from the playoffs that are powering through. But when it's a singer and it's just you and everyone's looking to you to be the, the singer on the songs. And if you can't sing and you're just deathly ill, it's like, unfortunately the show can't go on. So I'm, I'm assuming that, you know, that's what's happening. And we can only speculate on what happened last night, Brent, but the announcement was made on stage almost an hour after she was supposed to go on. So you imagine that she was probably right up until the last minute hoping she could do it. Yeah. Um, That just, uh, I don't see why someone would, you know, I bet you they were like, yeah, I I, I can't speculate. I wasn't there. I just know that I I have been part of a band and with, you know, singers and whatnot. Um, You know, we once, I can only relate to my own personal experiences and, uh, you know, we, we were going to be on Conan O'Brien um, with uh, Slash, who I'm currently out on tour with. And I, I just remember that, you know, like our singer, Miles, you know, we'd been on tour for quite a while. And and, uh, and he was just like, you know, it was one of those things where I, I remember that, you know, just in the last minute, we were like, Miles is really definitely sick. And he powered through because it was television and we really couldn't cancel Sometimes you just can't cancel on TV, but we actually, we got through and he did great, but it was a lot of pressure on him to, to, um, to do that. And I'm sure just, you know, again, with share, it's a lot of, it's a lot of emotional stress when you're like, I can't let people down and probably was just feeling like, you know, I, I can do this. I can do this. And then someone just makes the call and says, all right, you're, you, you can't do this. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be too much. So anyway, I feel for, for her and I hope everyone in Winnipeg is uh, understanding as a, as an entertainer myself, I hope everyone just understands the, the situation. And I support, you know, that if she canceled it, for, for obviously for a very good reason. Hey, Brent, before I let you go, I got to ask, who's going to win the Stanley Cup? Oh, my gosh. Well, it, for me, it's an easy um, choice because I'm going to support the Winnipegger on the St. Louis Blues, which is Alex Steen, one of our born in Winnipeg hometown heroes. So yep. I'm, I'm choosing Blues. Excellent, buddy. Have a safe tour, and we'll see you at the BERT July 23rd. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Hal. A liberal-dominated parliamentary committee's report on rural crime is, quote, an insult to all Canadians, according to Tory MPs. The Conservatives say waits of hours or even days for police to respond in remote areas is simply unacceptable. The report acknowledges crime in rural areas is a growing concern to people who live outside Canada's cities, but it says the provinces need to do more. That's the bottom line in this report. The provinces need to do more. The Liberals, the Feds, have put it back on the province. Let's talk about it more now with Bruce Galbraith. He is the coordinator of the RM of Rosser Rural Crime Watch Program. Hi, Bruce. Hello, Hal. Hi. Thanks a lot for doing this. I appreciate it. How long has the Crime Watch, the Rural Crime Watch program, been in the RM of Rosser? A long time? Well, I'm um, pretty good for good 20 years for sure. 
and why? Obviously, uh, there must have been a concern back then. Do you find that the Rural Crime Watch program is is doing what it's supposed to do in Rosser? Yeah, it's uh, hopefully it's doing pretty good. Uh, we have lots of communication in the municipality, and that's to let everybody know about uh, what's happening in the area as soon as we can. Uh, we coordinate that with our CMP in Stonewall and Headingley. It's all started up with... Uh, uh, programs it was a proactive program through the RCMP and the RM to organize, and we're volunteers in the area to uh, to uh, carry out this uh, crime watch system. I was at an auction sale up in the RM of Gimli, and I was chatting with a few farmers up there, and they were saying they're seeing more crime these days. Is that a fair statement? Uh, well, it has been increasing over the years. Uh, they move around the areas. We get a rash of Kins and thefts, and uh, they either get caught or else they've done what they want to do in this area and they move off to another one. And we, we, we uh, talking to the Headley RCMP, we see that they're moving around the RM, around the perimeter, we'll say. They move out and attack areas each and uh, get in and get out, and move on to another area. You mentioned the Mounties there, Bruce. I imagine you have to coordinate pretty closely with them, huh? How's the communication with the RCMP? Well, the RCMP have been good. We have their emails, and we uh, if we send a letter out, it's usually on an email or a text to something happening in the area, and uh, we also send it to them so they know ahead of time if they haven't been contacted yet about a theft. Usually we uh, there's suspicious vehicles in the area, and it's... Uh, let our other captains in the areas know, and then we fan that out to our residents so that we can see which way this vehicle is moving or if it stayed long enough to be a problem. And we also send that to the RCMP so they can check the license plates or makes of vehicles that are being reported. You know, us city folk, I don't want to take away from crime inside the perimeter, but us city folk, we can call 911 and somebody's there pretty quickly, usually. Out in the country, you know, you're sort of alone. You might stumble on a situation where you got a couple of bad guys and you're you're isolated. Well, that's true. The further out you get, it's a little little more isolated. But there's always the phone call. There's somebody at the other end of the phone, so they do find out pretty quick. This federal report is why I called you today, Bruce, and the feds have sort of put it back on the provinces. They say the provinces need to spend on emergency response services and dispatch centers, and they say the Mounties need to partner with other police agencies. What are your thoughts on that? Well, we definitely, uh, it's a federal uh, RCMP force, so all we can ask is for them to do more of their job. The problem with the, we see in the RCMP services is they're cutting back, and we're losing men to have out in the area to Candace or even respond to uh, incidences, their areas are getting so much bigger that they don't have time to get around everybody. If it's an emergency, they're definitely there in a shot, but the, the minor stuff takes time. And do most RMs in the province, Bruce, have these rural crime watch programs? Is it pretty common? Well, some do, and so, uh, quite a few don't. We have uh, we got lucky with our RCMP officer that was in Headingley, started up the crime watch, wanting noticing it from, he'd seen it down east, and he was from the east and uh, got it rolling here and so far we've been pretty good at keeping it working Headingley had one here uh, but now they they've uh, lost it now they're trying to do another one 
because there's the crime is increasing and they want to know how to uh, help themselves and help their neighbors all combine and unite and report any problems going on. And before I let you go here, Bruce, how many people have you actually got involved in the Rosser Rural Crime Watch program? Um, in the municipality of Rosser here, we have uh, 1,372 residents, and among them we've divided the uh, municipality into zones, uh, 22 zones with 22 captains, So, the, and that's how we relate to each other through the area. Wow, so you've got a lot of people involved in this, and I guess that is key, right? Making sure all the areas are covered and good communication. Yes. Excellent. Bruce, thanks a lot. Appreciate your time. Thank you. The theme, The Stranger Things on Netflix. Because of that series, that hit series on Netflix, they are bringing back New Coke. And we're going to talk about that in a second. But as you know, your phone calls take priority. And Brad is on the line, 204-780-6868, wanting to talk about, is it a food, Brad, that you want to come back? Yes, sir. Hey, hi, 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 Hal. Hey. Uh, the uh, Snow White Cream Soda. Man, that was the best. Snow White Cream Soda. I don't even remember that. What year? Oh, that was back in the early 80s. Oh, wow. Yeah. Huh. Uh, it, was, it was the best stuff. Was it a local thing, or was it right across the country and everywhere? I don't. I don't. I think it was across the country because hmm. when I worked for the railway, I was doing uh, White Mouth and uh, and Rennie, and that's the first time we, we we had it there. It just came in a clear bottle, and the Snow White was uh, was was clear. And there was a place in Winnipeg across from Schmecker's, a Portage Avenue West there. Yep. A little, uh, a little uh, convenience store, and he was the only one around that had Snow Snow White. Huh. And what do you think about New Coke? Do you remember New Coke? I haven't had it yet. I've uh, had that yet. I'm just the original uh, Coke uh, drinker guy in the old days of the pop shop and pick a pop. All right. Yeah, well, pick a pop, sure. And those and the uh, pick a pop uh, flavors are back. Hey, Brad, thanks yeah. a lot for the call. I appreciate it. Absolutely. All right. Excellent. I don't know that one. Snow White Cream Soda. Anyhow, let's talk about New Coke. Believe it or not, it is coming back. It bombed in the mid-80s, but thanks, as I said, to the Netflix series Stranger Things, which is set in the 1980s, the old drink is new again. It goes on sale online tomorrow afternoon at 4 o'clock Winnipeg time. Here's one of the commercials back in 85 announcing New Coke. Now, Putting it another way, this is 34 years ago. There's never been a better taste. There's never been a better Coke. Introducing the greatest taste discovery in a hundred years. Introducing the new taste of Coca-Cola. A taste that is Coke and everything a Coke means. A taste that's very familiar, yet totally new. A taste so good, so real, it couldn't be anything but a Coke. The great new taste of Coke. Watch for it, try it, and enjoy the best-tasting Coke ever. The best-tasting Coke ever. Uh Uh-uh. Wrong. How'd that go? (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't very popular, and Pepsi wasted no time taking advantage of Coke's blunder. What's the matter, Wilbur? They changed my Coke. Something wrong with it? I don't know, but they sure changed it. Could have asked. But could have. I stuck with them through three wars and a couple of dust storms, but this is too much. Guess something big made them change. Right, big. 
big. Pepsi, the choice of a new generation. Still could have asked. And it didn't take long to realize, for Coke to realize its mistake and bring back the original formula. I'm Don Keogh, president of the Coca-Cola Company. When we brought you the new taste of Coke, we knew that millions would prefer it, and millions do. And we knew that it would beat the taste of our major competitor, and it does. What we didn't know was how many thousands of you would phone and write asking us to bring back the classic taste of original Coca-Cola. Well, we read and we listened, and you know the rest. They're both yours, the new taste of Coke and Coca-Cola Classic. Your right of choice is back. As I said, new Coke, basically the Edsel of the soda world, was not available for very long. 79 days. That's it. Month and a half, basically. And three and a half decades later, new Coke is still a punchline. But maybe that'll change. Now, as Coke is predicting, this batch of new Coke will sell out very quickly. By the way... The new season, season three of Stranger Things, starts streaming on Netflix July 4th. It's a great show. Catch up now on Netflix if you haven't been watching. And here's my question for you. I'll repeat it for those of you just tuning in. What product that went away would you like to see brought back? 204-780-6868, hal at cjob.com. Have you got one, Kyle, a product you'd like to see brought back? And this is going to be different for everybody because younger people are going to have more recent things and older people are going to have, you know, stuff from way back. You know one that I loved that I think is technically still around, but it's not just like you can't grab it at a random vending machine anymore mm. is the old soft drink uh, Tahiti Treat. Yes. That was very good. I yep. think I'm probably misremembering it because I think it's just like sugar water. It's just really, well, really sure. sweet. That's all soda I mean, pop is. All yeah. soda. Yeah. Um, but I remember enjoying that, and they used to just have it at all, like the all the vending machines at like the community clubs I went to and stuff. Yeah. But I think you can get that at like a specialty shop, but it's not just like I'm going to pop around the corner and grab one anymore. Well, and some of the text messages that we're getting, too, are making a good point, that sometimes the products have come back or even are still around, but they're different, right? At some point along the way, they change, kind of like what Coke did, but they didn't call it new. They just put it out there, and it's, it's different. Let me read a, a few here. Uh, Hal, Frosty Root Beer. I'm a collector. Just got these sealed bottles from Gimli on the weekend from 1970s. And there's a picture of a bunch of bottles. Uh, another one here. A&W Whistle Dog has to come back. I remember those. Remember at A&W and the, I remember being a kid in the backyard, uh, in the back of my dad's, uh, Falcon. And we would go to A&W and they'd bring, you know, the tray right out and they'd put it on your window. And yeah, the whistle dog. I didn't even realize you couldn't get a whistle dog anymore. That only happened about five years ago, I think. Really, They eh? still had it up until then, yeah. Uh, Jay says, hey, Hal, do you remember A&W cream soda? It was in a tan can. It was amazing. I had New Coke, did not like it at all. Yeah, I can't even remember why I didn't like New Coke, but it was terrible. <laughs> I've always been a Pepsi guy anyhow, but... Um, yeah, I don't even know what it was. I don't know if it was it was it sweeter. I can't remember. Uh, Dave says, "Hey, Hal, I used to drink Snow White cream soda in the '70s growing up in Montreal. So I guess it was something right across uh, the country." Robert says, "Hal, I saw a bottle of that Snow White cream soda in a store not long ago. So maybe it's still out there." And somebody else saying, "Yes, they've seen it recently as well." How about uh, Bar 6 Chocolate Bar, Hal? It was so good. Cadbury's Bar 6. Yeah, it was almost like a, a, a shorter version of a Kit Kat bar, kind of. 
Uh, Hal, bring back screwball dingbat ice cream treats and the log bar chocolate. That's from Lynn. I don't remember those. Hal, I'm dying for the original craft dinner that was around up until probably 2005 or 2006. The original now doesn't taste as sharp or tangy as the old one. The sharp cheddar version is close, but it's still not the same. That's from Kyle. I think KD has changed over the years. I think you're right on that, Kyle. Uh, Key says, bring back Orion sour cream and onion thick-cut chips. They were loaded with flavor. Mike says, Hal would love it if they brought back the drink Tahiti treat. There you go, Kyle. Somebody agreeing with you. And the Danish bar. That's from Mike. I miss the original strawberry shortcake ice cream on a stick. Is that the one that had kind of the nuts on the outside, too? I think I remember that one. Uh, Hal, I'm going to buy a bunch of board games for the cottage. Bring back board games. I'll tell you what. Board games are making a comeback. There's a few places in town where you can go and, and have a drink and play board games. Board games are great. Yeah, yeah. They're a lot of fun. I got a whole bunch that I got piled up at the lake. So board games, I, I think, are making a comeback, but I think that's great. Yeah, and a great place to have them is at the lake, right? Uh, <laughs> Mark says, bring back government, bring back governments that manage budgets without sales tax or revenue or lottery revenue. Yeah, good luck with that one, Mark. <laughs> Uh, what else here? I think I read the McDonald's apple pies one, right? Oh, here's one. Um, Hal, they should bring back root beer barrel shaped candies. I don't remember those. Rob says, Hal, they should bring back rugby pants. I look so cool in those. <laughs> well, I don't think any of us look cool in those. Uh, marshmallow alphabets, Matt says. And I think that's uh, it. We're getting more. As I read those, there's another 10. So we'll get to them. we got a couple of phone calls. Let's get some people on here. Uh, Derek, I see you, and we'll start with Deanna. Hi, Deanna. Hi, the Breakaway Chocolate Bar. It was back in the 80s, I think. Breakaway. Which Now, what was in that? It was almost like uh, a wafer, and there were two of them. Okay, breakaway. I can't really recall that, but I'll, I'll put it out there. Somebody will text me a picture, and then I'll know, or maybe during a break here I'll Google it. Thanks, Deanna. Okay, thank you. All right, and Derek, what do you uh, want to bring back? Yes, sir. A couple things. First one is the Mojo candy. I yes. know it can't, it can't be a scent again, but that was a good candy. Uh-huh. And um, another one is, this is a recent one, though. It's Philadelphia Garlic Chip Dip. I don't know why they got rid of that, but we need to have it back. Huh. I'm I'm a dill pickle guy, so I would always get dill pickle dip. So I'm not uh, – I, I never got into those other uh, flavors. I'm a dill pickle guy all the time. Anything else, Derek, or is that it? No, that's it. That's it. Thank you. All right. Thank you, pal. Hal Anderson Afternoons, the podcast, is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts.